The TJ Mesitas Podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the first ever podcast of the TJ Mesitas Podcast. Uh, I am obviously TJ Mesitas. And before I uh, get going, I want to explain one thing. Um, So I actually... While I record these podcasts, I have them live on Periscope. So if you ever hear me answer someone's question and wonder how did he pre-record this podcast and answer questions, well, that's because I'm answering them uh, from from Periscope. So people are asking from Periscope and I'm answering them on the podcast. Um, So if you follow me on Twitter or Periscope or Instagram, you can actually ask questions for future episodes of podcasts. So if you're ever wondering why I'm answering or how I'm answering actual questions on a pre-recorded podcast, it's through the app Periscope. Uh, so that's kind of just a brief rundown on how the how the podcast will work. Um, it, just in case you're ever confused by how you know how that's happening. So for this first episode, um, I really you know I've been thinking about what I wanted to talk about. Uh, you know, talk to my wife Brooke, um, who I will refer to many times. Uh, so if you ever hear me talk about Brooke, that's my beautiful wife. We've been married for six years. So I decided that this first one would kind of be like an introduction of sorts, uh, explaining who I am, what I do, why I think you should listen, what I hope you get from it, what I hope to get from it, et cetera, et cetera. So as you can tell from the name of the show and uh, that I say it all the time, my name is TJ Mesitas. I am 29 years old. Uh, Actually, I turned 30 on Wednesday the 17th, so I don't know whenever this goes live if I'll be 30 or not, but I'm about to turn 30. Uh, I've been married for six years to the most beautiful, amazing, talented, wonderful woman. Uh, Her name is Brooke. She's the love of my life. I absolutely adore her. We do everything together. We spend basically 24 hours a day, seven days a week together, working together on our businesses uh, and building our family, etc. We just had a baby girl who actually turned four months old today. So her name is June. You'll, you'll hear me refer to her a lot. Love little June. She's the star of my Instagram feed. Wonderful, beautiful, amazing uh, and has just been such a blessing to be her dad and enjoy every single moment of it. So that's a little bit about my personal life. I will share personal stories. I will talk about embarrassing things, I'm sure, failures, successes, etc., both personal and professional. Um, so a little bit about me in terms of uh, entrepreneurship, business, business side of things. So I've always kind of been an entrepreneur. Uh, I remember when I was in third grade, uh, my parents had a house in Southern California where we lived. And on the side of this house on Olive Street was an avocado tree. So in third grade, I thought, hey, I could probably make some money selling those avocados. So I climbed up the tree, uh, loaded up a box of avocados and sold them on the street with a cardboard sign for 25 cents a piece. So that was my first business, avocado salesman. Um, wasn't super successful, but, you know, made some extra money, but I've always really been interested in the idea of selling things. Um, and just, just that, that aspect, um, like growing up, I always kind of suckered my siblings into, uh, buying things like together. So my sister, my little sister, Samantha, um, is actually, was actually a co-owner of our Nintendo 64 and our Super Nintendo, I believe. Um, even though she never played, but I was always kind of wheeling and dealing with stuff like that with my siblings. So I've always just kind of had this business mentality in life. I really enjoy it. Uh, from the time I started selling avocados, 
Uh, I sold t-shirts in high school. I've just done a lot of different things entrepreneur-wise um, that I've always really enjoyed. So fast forward uh, to me being 19 years old, or no, just yeah, just turned 20. So when I was 20 years old, I started a clothing company called Walk in Love. Although at the time it wasn't a clothing company, it was just a mission trip fundraiser. So in uh, 2005, I thought, you know, I wanted to go on this mission trip with my dad. He went every year to Siberia, Russia. And I thought a way to raise money for that would be to sell some t-shirts. I did it in high school. Uh, we had like a graphic design class that I would print and sell t-shirts in. So I thought I could do it again for this missions trip. So I did it, uh, in 2005, we went to Russia. I loved it. I kind of fell in love with the idea of doing it again. So I kept selling the shirts and did it again in 2006 and then did it again in 2007, um, which was the year that I graduated college from Temple University. So in 2007, I, you know, was in this area, I, I was doing selling t-shirts as kind of a fundraiser hobby, uh, just graduated from college uh, with a degree in film, but really didn't know what I wanted to do. So I got an internship that I was later fired from. I'll tell that story later. Um, but I decided that maybe I wanted to sell these t-shirts. So, uh, I'm in about 2008, I moved home from my internship, moved in with my parents, uh, got the first job that I could get at a warehouse, um, in Lancaster and, you know, was in, worked in this warehouse and was trying to think of like ways that I could, um, increase the brand of walk and love, like make it more than just a hobby and make it more into a business. So I came out with a few new designs and then I thought it might be interesting to, uh, get some more professional photos taken of the design since I was basically taking, uh, photos with my digital camera. So I contacted this very cute, cute young lady on Facebook who I knew was a photographer and yep, you guessed it. Her name was Brooke. And so she took some photos of our t-shirts. We had a little photo shoot. And 11 months after that, we were married. Hallelujah. Suckered her into that one. <laughs> but so Brooke got married. Brooke and I got married. And so we kind of did. Uh, so I kind of joined her in her photography business while we kind of did Walk in Love on the side. Um, so Walk in Love was kind of like our side business. I still worked in this warehouse and Brooke had her photo business. Um, but in, uh, after we got married, we got married in 2009, uh, 2010, January, 2010, I quit my job. Uh, that was the last time I ever worked for someone. So I've been self-employed ever since. And, uh, we kind of went full bore into the photography thing all the while kind of doing walk and love as, as a side thing. Um, you know, so in 2009, back up a little bit, we did our first kiosk. Uh, we had a walk and love kiosk at the mall for three days. I remember it was $1,000 to have a kiosk for December 22nd, 23rd, and 24th. I thought it was so much money, um, but we had that kiosk. We set it up. It was so pathetic looking, <laughs> to say the least, but we made all our, our money back, and we were like, okay, well, that, that worked. Um, so I quit my job in January, was helping Brooke with the photography business, still working on Walk and Love on the side. Um, so I'll, I'll kind of talk about the photography business after I finish the Walk and Love story. So in 2010, at the end of 2010, we had a kiosk, another kiosk at the mall for two weeks. Um, and so that was, that was pretty successful. Um, we, we did that. And then in 2011, we had another kiosk for two months. 
And after that, we thought, hey, we can do this kiosk thing. Why don't we open up a store? So we opened up a store um, and uh, we had the store running for a couple of years, I think two years, yeah, um, or three years. Yeah, three years. And uh, we had the store in Lancaster, Pennsylvania at the Park City Mall. Uh, it was pretty successful, but I'll, I'll probably have spend a whole episode talking about the difference between running an online store and running an actual retail store. I would highly recommend running an online store before ever recommending running a retail store. It is just so much more than you would ever think about. So we did that for a while, um, and we just kind of like, you know, we were, we were shooting weddings, we were running the store, we opened up another store in Stone Harbor, um, and actually st the store in Stone Harbor was a massive, giant failure. Uh, we made no money. We actually lost a ton of money. And so it was at that point that we realized like, okay, the, the future of this business is not opening more and more retail stores. So we thought, why don't we just focus our energy online? So we closed the Stone Harbor store. And then as we were moving forward with just one retail store and a focus online, we realized that we couldn't do both at the same time. We couldn't have a retail store and focus online to the best that we wanted to do while having a photography business. So we actually closed our, our other retail store and have focused mainly online. Um, and we've been online only for over a year. And it has been the most successful year of business we've ever had. Um, so hopefully that was the right decision. It feels like right now that there, that was the right decision. Um, because right now we've grown, uh, we've almost doubled our sales in the last year uh, of being just online only. It's kind of the focus of, uh, it's kind of helped us focus and, on the things that we do well, which are social media, uh, uh, community engagement, photography, design, stuff like that. So we've been online only and we've actually decided recently that we are going to close, we're going to stop shooting weddings for a living and just focus on walk and love. It's a huge decision for us. We're so excited. Um, and so because we won't have to run two businesses and just one, I thought that a podcast would be kind of a unique way for me to talk about the stories of walk and love, hopefully help, um, young entrepreneurs, uh, grow their businesses and be successful at what they do at whatever level, what it's, whether it's small, medium or large, um, and just to, so just so I can, so you can understand that I'm not just like blowing smoke. Um, walk and love is about, does about a half a million dollars in sales every year. Um, the photography business at its peak did about $300,000 in sales. Um, so it's not, uh, something that we take lightly. It's something that we take very seriously and we're very focused and energized about running businesses. So, uh, I hope that those numbers will kind of show that we, that I know what I'm talking about a little bit, and I hope to be able to give good advice, which uh, gives me, brings me to the point of the podcast. Um, we kind of wrote a mission, I kind of wrote a mission statement about it earlier today. Uh, the TJ Macedas podcast wants to help you bet, be a better entrepreneur and think of new ways to engage your customers. So that's kind of just a brief rundown of the history of Walk in Love, the story behind Brooke Courtney, um, you know, what kind of we've done to, to grow our businesses and where we hope to go to next. So I'm going to take a quick pause on talking and look to see if anybody actually has any questions on Periscope. Um, just so you guys know, again, uh, I live stream these on Periscope uh, so people can actually ask questions while I'm recording them. It might be confusing because podcasts are pre-recorded. So I don't see any questions, which is fine because I have uh, stuff that I would like to talk about. Um, and I've been kind of working on this analogy lately 
uh, to describe how we market. Um, a lot of people will email me and just be like, how did you get so successful? How do you get so many customers? How do you get so many sales? What kind of, oh, we have a question. Uh, what do you recommend reading to encourage someone to quit their job? Um, well, if you're thinking about quitting your job, you're, you probably don't need much encouragement, um, especially if you have your own little side business. Um, but a book that I really, really loved uh, is called Crush It by Gary Vaynerchuk. Uh, just a super inspiring book. And he really doesn't even talk about quitting your job in that book. He just talks about, he's just passionate about building businesses and brands. And so that's one book that I definitely, definitely recommend. Um, I also recommend Tribes by Seth Godin. Uh, super inspiring book that just will really help you understand the vision that you should have when, when marketing and when building an audience. Um, so I'm going to talk about my marketing strategy a little bit. And so I've been working on this analogy for years, and I think I kind of finally have it uh, kind of pretty much intact. So uh, imagine this. Imagine that uh, your customers so, – so I'm going to use Walk in Love as an example. I'm going to talk about T-shirts. Um, and t-shirt customers. So, so imagine for a second that all the people that want to buy a t-shirt are floating around in the ocean. They're bobbing up and down like little bobs, you know, uh, you know, floating in this huge sea, you know, and uh, a huge ocean. And your store, your brand, your company is holds some part of the beach. And so you want to grab these people from the ocean and wash them up onto your beach. Um, so the beach is basically laid out like this. There are huge brands, uh, think like Nike or American Eagle or basically any store that you see in the mall, Forever 21, etc. There's these huge brands that hold massive amounts of beach. They have so much real estate and those are the types of places that you could just walk in to a mall and you would find and you would buy your t-shirt. So, so they just kind of, they can get customers to wash up on their beach just by the sheer fact that they hold so much of it, uh, you know, market share essentially. And so, um, what, uh, what you have as what we have as a small, tiny t-shirt company, uh, in Pennsylvania is just a really tiny sliver of a beach, you know, not something that people are really going to ever wash up on randomly. So because of that, we need to take a lot of energy and time and focus to bring customers to our little section of beach. And so there's two, there's a couple different ways that we do that at Walk in Love. Um, and so I call them little waves, tidal waves. Um, so the little waves are things that kind of just bring people in the general direction of your beachfront. So that's things like posting Instagrams uh, that are just kind of generally encouraging, um, posting things that would make people just kind of like, oh, that seems like a pretty cool brand. You know, we do a lot of reposts of people hashtagging their stuff. So, so that's kind of one way that we do it. And those subtle, you know, little waves are to really just draw people to our general area so that they could potentially wash up onto our beach and make a sale. Um, and so, so that's kind of just to get them in the right position, you know, sign up, have them sign up for our email list, have them like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, follow us on Twitter, like all that type of engagement is just to kind of get them in the right area so that when we, when we use a tidal wave, they will wash up onto our beach and make a sale. And so for us, tidal waves are 
new collections, their sales, their um, discount codes, their, their restocking things. So those are things that we've called people to actually come, come, up, come ashore and make a purchase. Everything else just kind of gets them into the right position. But the wave, the tidal wave uh, is, is a call to action. It says, come on up, make a sale, you know, enjoy your t-shirt, um, something like that. So, but we don't always use tidal waves because I'm sure you guys follow someone like the, that on Facebook or Instagram that is always saying, buy this, buy this, buy now, buy now. Things are booking up. Hurry, hurry, do this now. You know, and you kind of get sick of stuff like that because you don't always want to buy something. Sometimes you want a brand to give you something of value other that you don't have to pay for. And so for Walk in Love, we do things like just inspirational quotes. We do reposting. We just do general style posts, DIYs, things like that, that you feel like you're getting something from us without having to buy into the brand. And, and, and we do that because it builds brand loyalty. It gets more people out in front of your section of beach um, so that when you send out a tidal wave email that says 30% off all orders, you, you know, you get a lot of sales. Um, so that's really the, the kind of marketing strategy summed up in a nutshell that I can say that we use, um, and, and that I would ask, would suggest to employ to you. So let's, let's stop thinking about walk and love for a second. And let's think about the other business that we ran, Brooke Courtney Photography, um, and so that was very different. Uh, we actually didn't do a lot of tidal waves with our photography company. We shot a lot of great weddings. We, we had a great product. And because of that, all of our customers were providing the tidal waves by referring us, referring their friends and their families to us. So, so we just focused on, on bringing people in the right place by, by doing a good job, by showing up on time, creating a great product, executing, uh, being social and, and disciplined and all those great things, great customer service so that they would then go provide the tidal waves um, and they would bring us customers. And really Brooke Courtney Photography never really had any advertising out there. We, you know, we, we dabbled in it a little bit, but most every one of our clients came from a referral. Um, so, so, that, so that's kind of how it worked for us in, in both the opposite ends of the spectrum. Um, so yeah, that's kind of it for marketing. Um, just some general ideas that I have that I think you could really, um, uh, use on any level of business, whether it's small or large. I think that, that, that you can just kind of, kind of think of it as small wave, tidal wave, small wave, tidal wave. So you might be sending out small waves forever and then just hit people with one big tidal wave. Like authors do that a lot. They provide so much free content with a blog or with, you know, yeah, mostly with a blog and blog and a blog, 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 years and years and years and years. And then boom, tidal wave, they now have a book for sale. So, so that's one way that people do it. Um, you know, clothing, we do it uh, in a lot of different ways, but I, I definitely think it's a great strategy to use to engage your customers, bring them in uh, slowly and uh, subtly rather than just kind of beating them over the head with it because people are smart and they don't want to be beaten over the head with anything. Uh, yeah, so that's going to be it for the first episode. Uh, I'm trying, trying to keep them all under 20 minutes so you guys can listen to them while you do stuff, go on a run, exercise, read, whatever. Um, so so uh, thank you for listening. I really appreciate it. And again, if you ever want to listen to it before it's on iTunes, you can follow me on Twitter, Instagram, or Periscope and get the times that I'm recording it and actually ask questions on Periscope. So we had a great question today. Hope to have more next time. Um, 
Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for listening. It's so exciting. I'm so excited that I finally got to do this. Uh, yeah, so follow me on Instagram, Periscope, or Twitter. That's TJ Mositas, T-J-M-O-U-S-E-T-I-S. Um, you guys have a great day, and uh, stay tuned for episode two coming soon. You've just finished episode one of the TJ Mesitas podcast. Do-do-do-do-do. Boo!